Well, Gerald, you are from the upper Midwest. Is well, Quad true? Cities, actually, yeah. Which, which one of the Quad Cities? All of them. I'm a Quad City Rambler, Bendorf, Moline. No mention for East Moline. Oh, really? Oh, there's four? We can't put a fifth one in there? Well, then oh. it'd be the Quint Cities. Right. Okay, who's starting? You. <laughs> Me? Okay. <laughs> Me saying I was willing to lead it was only if you were there. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're here. Okay. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Rock Hard Caucus, episode 95. My name is Justin, and I'm joined tonight by my friends Evan, Stella, and Natalie. Hey. Glad to be here, friends. I trust we're all drinking our favorite Exile Brewery product. <laughs> Phoenix Sour or Ruthie. Nope. I am drinking water tonight because I am a good boy. Yeah. Actually, yes, in protest of the anti-homeless exile brewery. Yeah. Stella Stella got fancy water with bubbles in it. (laughs) Yeah, I have a a LaCroix. And also I'm pregnant, so I can't drink beer. But... um, Hmm. Just a big fuck you to Exile Brewery going out at the top of the episode for their owner's recent anti-homeless um, neighbor stance in front of the Des Moines City Council. So please join our Rock Hard Caucus boycott of Exile Brewery. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're leading the charge. Just, Justin no is the, the spear. <laughs> Justin, as a teetotaler, has been looking for an opportunity to bring prohibition back to the state of Iowa, and here we go. I don't think I ever actually watched the video of that lady and what she actually said. I just thought it was funny that everyone was getting mad. And I read the statement that, that they put out. That was pretty funny. Yeah, the statement is ridiculous. You might consider playing it. It's not super long. I mean, she's just obviously deranged. Just like... We are undermining all the good that the homeless shelter is doing by allowing these people to come and get breakfast and dinner, a hot meal, and you can see the pictures of them all lined up, drugged out, passed out, and then... I call and say, are there beds available? Yes, ma'am, there are beds available. She says, but you can't come on the first night, and you you can't come on the second night. We have rules. She's like, is it legal to camp in the city? (laughs) That's how she starts. (laughs) And she, uh, first of all, called Sis the Ritz-Carlton of homeless shelters, shelters. (laughs) which is absolutely, well, first of all, there is no Ritz Carlton of homeless shelters. If you're in a homeless shelter, then it is, I mean, there, it's just, uh. (laughs) and then also she says that you should not be allowed to eat if you are an addict. Yeah. So it's like next level genocidal type shit. It's like kind of almost goes beyond like the usual anti-homelessness stuff and like it just nauseates me for um someone who is part of the problem as a person who owns a brewery and gets the community drunk standing in front of a bunch of other people who are also part of the problem because they don't provide affordable Mm -hmm. housing for the community so it's just like a drug dealer 
standing in front of a like council of people who have created the problem in the first place for everyone to bitch about the problem. Her clientele have homes though. It's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I've I've read studies that say the the best way to uh recover from addiction is to also starve yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so true. If your stomach is completely empty, that uh, the detoxification process uh, is accelerated. <laughs> That's what I read. You need less drugs when you have an empty stomach. So honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so fucked up. She portrays like the homeless services organization in Des Moines, which is not perfect by any means, but basically as enablers, allowing people with addiction to continue to live mm-hmm. <laughs> is enablement. So. Yeah, and then the uh, statement they release that's like, get a load of all these stories that we've, these anecdotal stories we've collected about homeless people nearby. That's like mm-hmm. just yeah. doubling down. It's like they could at least like, I mean, they have like a philanthropic arm, like someone pointed out, and they have done absolutely nothing for any uh, yeah, homeless people. Give a big donation to homeless services and apologize. It's not that fucking hard. You know, absolutely. it's like the the statement was so bad, just like doubling <laughs> down, like showing that the son also believes the exact same things that the mother was saying, like, you know, because I wanted to, I mean... I didn't have any reason to think he should get the benefit of the doubt, but I was like, okay, like maybe he feels differently. Um, but it's not the case. It's just like absolutely doubling down on the um, anti-houseless folks rhetoric in a community that is already extremely cruel to houseless people and provides no warming centers in the winter. And the last two years, someone has frozen to death both years outside. Um, that's the community this is in. And she is stoking violence and fear and hatred against our houseless community here in Des Moines. It's disgusting. Plus, the statement was like two pages long, and it's like, who do you think is going to read that other than people who are going to yell at you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. It's like notes out apology, like just loser shit all around. Yeah, all all the weird right wingers that you attracted definitely didn't read the statement. They were just there to <laughs> to get mad at people getting mad. Isn't her solution a drunk tank too? Like that's what she, what she asked the cops. You know, and I, the experts on the situation, and they're like, "We need a drunk tank. That'll really solve this." I just think she just wanted them to disappear, yeah. and uh, just, yeah, yeah, just disappear, just go somewhere else, which is, they I guess, usually do. the business owner response, right? Yeah, remove them from my site because they're hurting my business. Basically, I did see a houseless person once take a shit in the exile. Um, parking lot and <laughs> I uh, that was cool More yeah should honestly do. like <laughs> solidarity good I'm glad <laughs> it's gotta go somewhere <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> fuck exile <laughs> <laughs> they refuse to provide any like public bathrooms downtown that has been a big point of contention at like city council meetings is that they will not provide public bathrooms and will not require people constructing parks to provide public bathrooms. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just extremely fucked up. Yeah. Fuck XL. I got this email here in my 
my inbox. The uh, subject line says, yep, it's really me. Wow. J- Joseph Dobrian again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh. There's a weird picture at the top of a, <laughs> a man made of clay, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, the email pulled up too, and it's, it's extremely funny to see from Evan forward. Yup, it's really me. <laughs> like you're forwarding your terrible emails. <laughs> My secret identity that you didn't know about. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up email forward guy. Uh, rest in peace to my grandfather. <laughs> He was a fucked up email forward guy. Did you get a lot <laughs> from him? <laughs> I used to. I used to. <laughs> I like the ones back in the day that were like, forward this and Bill Gates will send you like $1,000 or whatever. <laughs> oh my God, the chain mail. Or like, I always got chain prayers from my grandma, forwarding the, an Irish prayer to like get. Good luck after death or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, the the me mentioned in Yup, it's really me. That's uh, it's Al Franken, disgraced former comedian. Oh, and U.S. senator. Yeah, I don't think the comedian part is <laughs> disgraced. I think he's probably. I actually, I don't even know what the what is Al Franken doing these days. I other saw than that he he guest hosted much. Jimmy Kimmel's Late Show. A while he's, he's trying to make a comeback and r- maybe run for office again. And if he wants to do that, I would say he needs to start doing his due diligence before he ties his already besmirched name to the coattails of any Democrats, especially those that share his last name. Oh, this is a Mike Franken email featuring Al Franken. Wow. What an what an interesting choice. Why would you want uh why would you want this guy who like resigned in disgrace to be pictured at the top of this email going to your campaign list? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, why why was Al Franken disgraced? What happened? Why did he resign from the Senate? He just had too much fun. He's a fun-loving guy. He's a comedian. <laughs> like people like comedy like is illegal now. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just loved honkers. I don't know what to tell you. He just loved them too when much. When he was supporting the troops on USO tours, yeah, he might have groped a few women. He might have been involved in some non-consensual touching. But you know what? We got to fight terrorism. <laughs> it is like funny how in the context of the like recent discourse how much everyone misremembers what actually happened with Al Franken. Yeah. I have it pulled up right now, and all anyone remembers is the sleeping soldier honkers photo when really mm-hmm. there was like a barrage of allegations. Several additional <laughs> women came forward with allegations of inappropriate behavior during photo ops. Oh my god, his his quote is so fucked up. I never saw it. Oh, I've yeah. met tens of thousands of people and taken thousands of photographs, often in crowded and chaotic situations. It was just so crowded and chaotic that I groped her butt. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm a warm person. I hug people. 
I've learned from recent stories that in some of those encounters, I crossed a line for some women. And I know that any number is too many. Ew. He held the side of her breast for five to 10 seconds while posing for a photograph and then gave another woman a wet, open mouth kiss. (laughs) (laughs) They had to include wet as an adjective. (laughs) It couldn't just be an open mouth kiss. When I get nervous, I got to grab a tit. I'm sorry. Like, that's how I cope. (laughs) I'm sorry that my mom breastfed me and now it's my my attachment style. (laughs) (laughs) That's my love language. It's just like the reason he's like, you know, toying with the idea of a comeback is that he had to resign during the like onset of the Me Too movement. And now there's this huge backlash to Me Too that we're seeing with like fucking Johnny Depp (laughs) and all these people who are just like the woke mob has gone too far. Women have too much power. Like. You can't really, he never really got canceled. He's still living in his mansion with all his money, but that's not enough. I have a better uh, Al Franken statement. This one was in 2019. The idea that anybody who accuses someone of something is always right, that's not the case. That isn't reality. Don't believe women. Yep. (laughs) Thank you, Al Franken. Yep. Thank you. All right, so he he's uh he's using his image to to uh support Mike Franken, who's running for Senate here in Iowa, despite being I mean, there's some baggage there. Whether you are like a freak liberal who thinks that Al Franken should be reinstated or not, like it's definitely a bit of a risk <laughs> to use him in your campaign emails, right? Yeah, I was going to say like he could go back into comedy no problem, right? But he's choosing to go back into politics. Is is anyone in, in the comedy world really going to give a shit about anything Al Franken has done? No, he toured last year, it said. He oh. went on a 15-city tour. So, like, he's fine. He, he can go back to his fucking old career. What the fuck? You're not yeah, entitled he can be on again. to be a senator. Mike Franken knows his base, though. They're the type of liberals, type of Democrats that want Al Franken back in the Senate and miss him mm. in the Senate. Yep. And blame Kristen Gillibrand or however you say her name. Yeah. Because she was like kind of the most public, uh, publicly asking him to resign. I remember that. Yeah. There, there, people were pissed at her mm. for yeah. ridiculous That's reasons. Absurd. What I meant is that it's a risk for Mike Franken. You know, there, it seems like that's kind of a liability. And, uh, well, right after these campaign materials started coming out featuring Al Franken, something else came out. About Literally the same Mike day. Franken. <laughs> something happened that made me think that the candidate wanted to link the two in people's minds because one of them is the like wronged, like, you know, um, besmirched, canceled politician. <laughs> And I think that they did this intentionally, knowing that this was going to come out. I mean, I'm not positive, but wow. like that kind of makes sense of like you're wanting to associate the Frankens in your head because all of the like kind of liberals who would stay behind you are going to think of you like Al Franken as yeah. like a man who was wronged because all he did was like pretend to grab some honkers. I was thinking about it the other way, but your way makes sense too. What is yeah. the way you're thinking about? Like somebody 
as a result of him using, you know, like, uh, brazenly using Al Franken in his campaign ads, uh, someone oh. who, who had knowledge of this uh, police report out there was like, okay, well, now is the right time to drop this bomb. Spoiler, Justin. <laughs> yeah, no one listening knows what we're talking about already. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense either way. Honestly, I think Natalie mm-hmm. might, you know, might be right because it does seem like yeah. something that they might do to like, try to come out in front of it if they knew oh, yeah. that it was going to be a story breaking shortly. That's fucking sick. God, I, mean, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's it is very cynical, but what are we known for on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every angle. Every way that this plays out is revolting. Mm-hmm. So I think that like both are are likely and both are really gross. Right. Yeah. Is someone saw this email and was like, "What the fuck?" And then also they sent this email because they're trying to make him seem like similarly ruined by a vengeful woman. Yeah. Don't make the same mistake twice. Don't let a Franken be ruined by a woman he molested. <laughs> <laughs> Because typically, you know, like uh, if once when, when something hits a journalist's desk before they publish it, they're going to ask the alleged culprit <laughs> for a quote or something like that. So that does make sense. Yeah, perpetrator. The day of, like, like <laughs> the typically the Franken in trouble. <laughs> You've got the Iowa Field Report up in front of you right natalie yeah did they see comment from mike yeah um i did not actually read the iowa uh, field report article so i don't know if they asked well they are not uh let me real journalists yeah i think (laughs) they kind of might not have asked because they probably might have figured out what the answer would be uh in advance but i don't think i mean i know franken has made some he he's made some statement, hasn't he? Uh, I remember seeing. I know the register asked him about it, and he just said straight up, "This is false." It looks like they said that they did reach out for comment and didn't receive any comment. Mm. Okay. So that kind of that kind of begs the question: When did they contact Al Franken? Did they contact him that day, and he was like ready to go? <laughs> there was stuff out there before that email because I remember seeing tweets about both of them like he recorded a video or something a couple weeks before like al franken was already in his corner before this came out Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i saw it too so i have the police report in front of me do you want me to do read it to you guys yeah i i think we should we should preface this by saying like most of the response you've seen from people like on twitter talking about this are people who did not bother looking into this at all i think so yeah and, and i don't really blame people for not knowing all the details here but uh yeah we should just lay it all out uh, explicitly what people were what fixating on happened. unfounded uh because that was what was written in like the des moines register but yeah. again they didn't say what was unfounded <laughs> or why yeah. that word was used and the basis of the iowa field report story is is this police report like they were reporting mm-hmm. on the existence of this police report. A lot of people online too, like Al Franken defenders were coming to like they thought the posts and criticisms like was about Mike Franken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was very confused about it. 
maybe that was part of the strategy too is like once you introduce <laughs> another franken people are just gonna not even know who they're talking about now it's mm-hmm. just yeah. muddying oh the waters God. so much <laughs> Yeah, it might be a, a legitimate strategy. I did just search for <laughs> Al Franken in my inbox, and I have like other stuff. I have stuff from The Nation in 2019. Was Al Franken <laughs> railroaded? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a Jeet Here article. Anyway, it says the evidence only partially exonerates the former senator whose lack of contrition contributed to his downfall. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what's in the police report. Okay, so um, this incident occurred in March. Um, and because we are a legitimate news source that did their due diligence, um, we did reach out to um, the victim in this case to see if she was interested in coming on. And she was very nice, um, but was not interested, which is completely understandable because I also would not do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would not talk to me. <laughs> I would not personally if it were me. I mean, if I was going to talk to anyone, it would be like a like dirtbag podcast, but like I wouldn't talk to anyone. Um, but I just thought that we should actually read the report aloud because I think that there are a lot of people who are saying stuff is in it and not in it that you know, I, I think it's important to just know what the actual facts are. So the incident occurred um, in March of this year and was reported to the police in April. So it was um, investigated by Lady Police Officer Abby Giampolo. Um, and the investigation narrative is as follows. So on 412, I was given information to contact Kimberly. Um, who is the victim in this case regarding contact with Franken that she felt was inappropriate. It is redacted, but I think that we can, you know, infer. Um, I called her that day and we spoke over the phone. Kimberly provided information and an account of what had happened. Um, Kimberly stated she worked for Franken on his campaign in 2019 through 2020 when she was his campaign manager. Um, She stated that Franken has attended her family gatherings and authored her children's birthday parties over the years. I forgot how many different losing campaigns she worked on. Um, Kimberly recently began working for Franken again on his current campaign for Senate. Um, She stated that at the end of February 2022, he hired a new campaign manager who then fired the current campaign manager as well as Kimberly. She stated when she was let go, Kimberly was asked to sign a separation agreement in which she agreed not to make any disparaging remarks against Franken or his campaign. She stated at the time she was not aware of any issues that Franken or his campaign was attempting to keep her from speaking about. After being terminated, Franken contacted Kimberly and asked if she would meet with him. She agreed, and they had a three-way call with Franken's campaign manager, Maddie Leahy Blank. Um, It was arranged for Kimberly and Franken to meet at the Dam Pub for drinks on 318-22 at 1900. Kimberly stated she met with Franken at the bar. They spoke about the campaign, and he told Kimberly he was unhappy with his current campaign manager. He asked her to rejoin his campaign in a senior advisory role. Kimberly stated that Franken was scheduled to travel to D.C., and they agreed they would talk more about the position when he returned. Um, He then paid for the two drinks they consumed, and he and Kimberly left the bar. Kimberly stated she had parked her vehicle across the street at the Ace Hardware parking lot, and Franken was parked on Beaver Avenue. 
As they were walking to their cars, Kimberly stated they continued to talk about work topics. She stated Franklin then grabbed the collar of the vest she was wearing and kissed her on her mouth. Kimberly pulled away from this and stated that Franklin stopped the contact and walked away without saying anything further. Um, Kimberly stated when she got to her vehicle, she called Maddie and told her that Franken had kissed her. She stated Maddie asked what had been decided about Kimberly's job, and she told Maddie that Franken had asked her to rejoin the campaign. Kimberly then left the area and stated she didn't tell anyone else what had occurred. What is up with that chick for just being like, but are you, what, but what's up with <laughs> you? What about, about the job? The job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seals most it's of all his about the business campaign. agreements with a kiss. <laughs> so I think she was news. primarily calling you about the kiss thing, not the yeah. job thing. <laughs> Kimberly stated on 4-4, she received a text message from Maddie, which contained a picture showing Franken holding his cell phone in a call sheet. Kimberly described that call sheets used on the campaign contained potential donors' names, information, and approximate amount they may donate. Kimberly stated the message from Maddie was that was Franken was about to be was about to call Kimberly's wife, Becky. It is notable yeah. that Franken is aware both that she is married and that she is a lesbian. Mm. Uh, that part is my editorial. I say, obviously, the <laughs> lady cop didn't okay. throw that in. Kimberly <laughs> <laughs> stated she was with Becky when her phone rang, and it was Franken calling. Becky answered the phone on speakerphone, and Kimberly stated she heard Franken begin speaking. Um, Kimberly stated Franken mentioned that he and Becky were both Democrats and began to ask for a donation. At that point, Becky told Franken she no longer supported him and disconnected the call. Kimberly stated after this phone call that Becky made a post on Twitter with negative comments about politicians, understandably. Kimberly stated in the post, Becky called Franken by name and commented that he had fired Kimberly and then called Becky to ask for money. Kimberly stated approximately two and a half hours later, Franken called her and asked her to have Becky remove the post. Kimberly, that's bold. Yeah. Doubly bold to ask her money first and then when she gets understandably pissed. (laughs) Fucking douchebag. God. (laughs) I mean, none of that is like criminal, but like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. (laughs) Becky, can you chip in five dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just just like, 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 even if he had no... It just like goes to show he can work so closely with someone and then just not retain the name of their spouse. Like he had to be doing it. No, he knew. In some yeah. in some way spitefully, right? Like politicians mm-hmm. have to remember people's names and their spouses and stuff like that. So I I have the tweets here from uh, Kimberly's <gasps> wife. <laughs> Read the Ooh. tweets. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is. This is the first one. Um, so this afternoon, after contributing $5 to minimize emails, and after he <laughs> fired my wife, I get a call from at Franken for Iowa himself asking for money. If you ever needed a reminder how tone deaf, socially unaware, and whorish politicians are, let this be it. Hashtag IASM. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dang. Becky. I question the, the wisdom of donating five dollars to get less emails, but yeah, that's, uh, other that's than not that, gonna I, work. yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. a good strategy. And I do not think that. Um, I mean, sex work is work, so I resent the use of her of uh, her use of horish. But yes, yes, yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't give you anything. He wasn't giving you anything like that in return for political donations no so. he's the worst he's not gonna do not shit. very horish yeah not even yeah. gonna get anything out of it <laughs> yeah 
Um, Kimberly stated after this incident, she told Becky about Franken kissing her when leaving the bar. She stated Becky was upset and uh, suggested she reported the incident to police. Kimberly stated that on 4-1 or 11, the day prior to our conversation, Franken team contacted her lawyer. Kimberly stated she had reposted Becky's comments about Franken and his team advised her lawyer that it was a violation of the non-disclosure she signed when she was terminated. Kimberly stated she did remove her post after that. She also stated on 4-11, she sent a text message to Maddie telling her that she was considering making a police report in reference to Frank and kissing her. She stated Maddie did not seem comfortable with the conversation and she was unsure if she would tell Franken or his team. So he was aware. Um, as Kimberly described Frank and kissing her, she commented that this is something he has done to several other women. Kimberly stated that Franken has 1950s interactions with women, states that he, uh, she believes he thinks kissing and hugging women is part of his charm. <laughs> Kimberly stated that Franken is old school and has displayed these behaviors with many women. I asked Kimberly if uh, she felt that Franken did these things in an aggressive or sexual manner, and she stated no. So this is a thing that that bothers me a little bit is like the reason that men do things like this is it's like a way to show dominance over someone. It's a way to show you can do whatever you want to them. It's a way to show it doesn't matter if they're married or a lesbian or whatever, that they don't have a right to control what happens to their bodies and just a, a way to show that you have power over someone else and stating that it's not sexual. Like what they mean by that, I believe, is that she does not think it's going to lead to a sexual assault. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't right. make it acceptable. That doesn't make it not an abuse of power. And um, I think something that people don't understand when something like this happens to you, it destabilizes everything that came before and came after because you are going to constantly question, did I just get this position because he was attracted to me? Was I actually worthy? And then did I keep the position because he was attracted to me? Did he just always want to do this? Was I ever worth hiring? Did they ever really mean anything nice they said about my work? Did my work ever matter? You're just constantly wondering about everything that came before. Did I do something wrong? Did I do something suggestive? Did I, you know, it just, it fucks up everything before and after. And then after you are always going to be tense with that person because now at any moment you could be physically like, you know, you could have something sexual happen to you. And that is, can be really scary and make you feel really uncomfortable all the time. Even if the actual kiss is just a couple of moments. That's my little rant about that. Okay, yeah. sorry. Also, 1950s attitude. He was born in 1957, and he yeah. has, like, portrayed himself no as this... <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he has, like, a, like, portrayed himself as this champion of women's rights and women's uh, rights to autonomy over their bodies, and um, just so fucked up. My question is, like, can an NDA she be enforceable? He just has an old-fashioned view of how to interact with women. He's doing Joe Biden shit. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Biden's at the top of the party. You can act like Biden. That's a winning strategy. (laughs) Um, Google AFRICOM sexual assault and see what the leaders (laughs) of AFRICOM, uh, how seriously they took that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really out of line with anything we know about Mike Franken. (laughs) As much as Democrats don't want to hear that. Yeah, I just learned about... So he's a Navy man, right? So I just learned, maybe you guys had already heard about this, but in the 90s, there was this big scandal around 
what was it called? Like tail something. It was like this Navy, annual Navy party. They always knew it was raucous. The um, hotel always knew that the Navy um, members, the seamen and all the officers were going to cause like thousands of dollars of damage to their hotel every year and still let them like host it. But they had this thing called the gauntlet on the third floor of the hotel where anytime a woman walked by, they would basically sexually assault them. They would like pull their clothes off, grab their bodies, like, and the year that they got caught for it, they did it to more than like 70 women and several men who like walked through the third floor of this hotel. So it was like a, you know, time-honored tradition. Was Michael Franken in the hole? (laughs) Like... Yeah, I mean, he was in the Navy. I mean, all of this behavior is so condoned and so yeah, tail part hook. of it that it's like hard to believe that he wouldn't be, you know. Yeah, yeah. tail hook scandal. Tail Mike hook. Okay. Franken, <laughs> or at least something there, similar. You know, is there more in the police report? Um, just a couple, just a little bit more. It says I asked Kimberly what she would like to see done with this information, and she stated she wants Franken to admit what he did and change his behavior. Mm-hmm. She also stated she wished to file a police report and pursue an investigation. I informed Kimberly I would begin looking into the case, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they basically just said that, um, you know, they they weren't going to pursue it any further than this and we're closing it. Um, but it is telling, I think, that she says all she wants is like this to be on the record yeah. um, and for him to stop. Like he never, she never said like, I'm filing this. So, you you know, whatever. It's just like, she told the police, like, I'm filing this report because I want it to be on the record and I want for him to stop doing this. Yeah. There aren't a lot of benefits when you go to the police and tell your story. (laughs) No. Other than that. And then they just chose not to investigate it. Yeah. They just shrugged it off. Yeah. They didn't even talk to Frank and himself. Yep. Uh -uh. (laughs) Or Maddie, did they? Did they ask her to, like, confirm no. that call? Yeah. No, they did nothing. So, basically, they just had a conversation with the assistant Polk County attorney um, and said because there was no sexual intent on his part. Which means he didn't use his genitals, right? Yeah. Like, Correct. you have to use your genitals yeah. in Iowa to demonstrate sexual intent. Yeah, it's it's very weird because it just like allows this stuff to continue to make people feel scared at work, to make people feel uncomfortable, to make people feel like they're I mean, truly like the the way this makes you feel as a professional, like makes you question everything. And like, you know, like, why did I get this job in the first place? Did he just want me? And now it's like this. What feels like one kiss is like infecting your entire life. And I'm not trying to put words in her mouth because I have no idea what her experience was with this. But I just wanted to say that to say like why this is really important and why it like really matters that people don't do shit like this because it like will worm its way into your brain and make you question your worthiness and then also make you always on edge forever about like what could happen to you. Yeah, Yeah. it's all about power and control. And there's no recourse like. Yeah. She went to the campaign. She went to the police. It's not like you can go to the HR manager of the campaign and file a complaint. You know, they're not going to do anything. So, I mean, I think she really did the only thing she could. And like, even regardless yeah. of any criminal stuff, like it's absolutely unprofessional. It's absolutely something that we should not condone of anyone in any position of power. Like, mm-hmm. 
And if she speaks to the media now, she could be sued because of the NDA. So it's like she's which he claims does not exist. Yeah, he claims that she is not actually under any sort of NDA, and she can say whatever she wants. In which case, why was he like demanding a tweet be deleted? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really weird and like extremely sloppy. And also, it's like we are considering you for a public promotion. Like no one is saying that you should go to prison for this. Like people have a sense of perspective, but we are saying like. We should really think about whether this is the kind of behavior that we will tolerate from men in power and whether we should give them more power now that we know yeah. about it. Like, it's just like, it makes me so angry when people act like denying a man a promotion is the same thing as throwing him in um, Alcatraz. You know, like, it's <laughs> right, just yeah. like, no, like, yeah. this is not like a cancellation. This is just like, let's take let's this in the context him. of what we know. Yeah. And people yeah. get fired and for so that like, kind of stuff every day. It's not professional. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? People get fired all the fucking time for doing this kind of shit. Like, a private company would not tolerate this or usually doesn't as long as it like well you know, it depends on how big <laughs> it yeah. depends on how big the company is who gets caught if yeah it, yeah that too. yeah yeah but truly like it's like consequences exist for people all the time and we're not like no one even is saying he should get fired he just yeah we're just not sure that he should necessarily be allowed to legislate if he has these quote unquote 1950s right. attitudes towards yeah, women. Yeah. How far does that descend, by the way? If you have 1950s attitudes towards whether you're allowed to touch women without their permission, where do you think about their place in the world and what kinds of opportunities they should have, what kinds of resources they should be allowed, what kinds of programs we should support? Just like it just reflects such a deep, fucked up psyche. And there's yeah. so many comments of guys being like, Why well, hug my granddaughter? <laughs> Do you think that I'm a monster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not the same thing. That's the same as grabbing a woman and kissing her forcibly on the mouth. Yeah. That's the same as like Your tapping employee. a child on the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of calling your relative sweetie. It's the, it's equivocal. <laughs> yep. Same because they. I mean, yeah. the obvious answer is they empathize more with Franken than they do with. Kimberly I mean yeah that's a good point because they've probably done similar <laughs> stuff I mean that's like the yes. obvious line or but like it's, reserve the right to it's definitely a thing not have to think about it too hard this police report is a public record but nobody I, the larger public at least were not aware of it until Iowa Field Report released this article last week it's not totally clear like who tipped them off to it but Iowa Field Report is a right-wing rag. Um, is it Luke Martz? Is that the guy's name? I think so. It, he's a guy that we we had just made fun of for his uh, student loan forgiveness article <laughs> in the register like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> but he, he runs that website. He's dumb as dog shit. But <laughs> so, so that, that article was released for the purpose of damaging the Franken campaign, obviously. Correct. But it's, it's based on a police report of a real call that his former campaign manager made. Like, this is... I'm just, like, trying to combat the defenses that all these people have been coming out with. Like, oh, this was intended to hurt his campaign. But, like, that wasn't the intent of the police report. Like, this, this is not a woman who wants Chuck Grassley to be in the Senate for another hundred years. <laughs> No, absolutely not. She's like mega lib brains. Um, 
And like what she told the police is she just wants him to take it seriously and stop doing it. Um, right. It should matter and, that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, like someone please acknowledge and witness that this happened to me. And hopefully if like this is out there, then he will be, he will not do this to people in the future. So that is the like actual facts of the case. Um, mm-hmm. And, but there's a lot going on here that I really want to talk about <laughs> um, that is like a little bit deeper and bigger than just the facts. And I think, it, but I think it's important to establish like what he did was wrong. Here is why um, it matters in the Senate race and we should take it seriously. And um, she was a victim of someone assaulting her. Like she, yeah. she's a victim and I believe her. Um, and I, even in light of the information that I'm going to tell you next, I actually think it further corroborates her account, yeah, even though it's so. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Because- I, I think, look, people are saying like, oh, she's just lying because like she was a fired campaign manager. She's a disgruntled ex-employee. But like, if this woman was really lying about Mike Franken assaulting her, do you think that would be what she lied about? That he kissed her? Yeah. She would make yeah. up something way more salacious. Come on. The details of it, yes. yeah. Are, I'm I'm not saying it was mild or that it was appropriate. No, no, it's still but awful, but exactly, yeah. yeah. And why would she what benefit does she get? Yeah, there's zero reasons to doubt that she she has zero reason to yeah. lie. And, and and this is an accusation that any reasonable person would understand the police are not going to do anything about this story. Yeah, it's all and just <laughs> and like I said, also extremely believable. Like there's nothing right. Yeah, yeah. This kind of thing happens to people every day, and honestly, I think this is a really smart strategy. Like, obviously, I hate the police, but if you're trying to figure out what the fuck can I do so that this guy is like stops being such an asshole, like maybe if we put it in writing with someone officially, mm-hmm. then it'll he'll take it a little bit more seriously. Like you're in, you're in kind of a tough position there. And I understand why that's the call. And it sounds like that is what her wife really wanted her to do too, which um, I also understand, you know, she was understandably livid and wanted her to file a report. And so, you know, I, I just like, I completely understand the mindset that gets you there. I don't understand the mindset that gets some of her other behavior. And I, I want to be able to talk about, um, the other things that she was doing and why it doesn't make her less of a victim and why it's important that we defend even um, we, that God gives his battles to even his craziest soldiers. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so the, the issue with Kimberly that um, I didn't know at the time when I reached out to her actually is that she is... Um, I I think that she has both perpetuated a system that is misogynistic and hurts women and then has also been a victim of it. So she was Bill Gray's campaign manager. Um absolute loser. Um like that, that's the guy that Indira, yes. Indira beat this guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indira beat this guy. And she has clearly been salty about that ever since. Um and Indira took some time off this spring from her job because she was having mental health struggles and also had COVID. Um, And this woman made a Facebook group asking, where is Indira? And that is harassment. It is ableist. It is misogynist. It is sexist. It is her hurting other women in the system that will end up hurting her later. Like she is targeting Indira. It's cruel. It's fucked up. And 
it, it just, it makes me so angry when someone participates willingly in the system until the system hurts them and it's them that's assaulted and it's them that's suffering from these things. And then they, you know, it's like, I, th- I think timeline wise, she would have been pursuing this like, uh, Indira harassment thing after the Franken kiss incident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, she's clearly like a complicated person and it makes me angry that she would participate in a harassment campaign against a black woman um, who was suffering while she is also now turning around and, you know, I don't know, not turning around. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say here, but the point is, is I, I feel like she's a complicated person who has hurt other women and is also hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that people who were or have been kind of rallying to her defense and trying to support her and say, like, these are the facts in the case and what happened was inappropriate and wrong, even, you know, even though we don't want Chuck Grassley to reign for another year, 100 years, as Justin put it, like, (laughs) these are leftist voices that are saying what happened was wrong versus the liberals she seems to court or align with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people coming at this from our position also understand that Grassley winning this election is kind of a foregone conclusion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it really makes a difference. There will be a Senator Grassley from Iowa as long as there is a state of Iowa. <laughs> yeah. When when we are Chuck Grassley's current age, Chance Grassley is going to be our senator. <laughs> God. Wow, I do not do not ever want to be Chuck Grassley's age. So <laughs> we will be long dead. Hopefully, I never and see that. Will continue. Grassley's always grow under the Iowa sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next development in this story is that um, Kimberly Bogus is a bit of a troll. Um, and we were tipped off to an alt account that she has been running. Um, I think it's, it's really funny. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, I don't think we have like completely conclusive evidence, but everything points to it being her, in- including the fact that it's now been deleted. <laughs> yes, at the same time that her Twitter was deleted. Um, mm. Multiple people have told me that this person is her, um, but I'm not going to say who those people are. Um, just like for privacy and stuff. But I think it's like pretty reasonable to believe so. And also I think that this troll account as awful as some of the things she says are um, like absolutely corroborates her account. Because (laughs) I thought you were going to say like as one troll to another game (laughs) recognizes game. (laughs) I think that it corroborates her account because she doesn't start harassing Franken on Twitter until after the date of the kiss, which was pretty funny because there's screenshots of her like talking shit to um, Franken for Iowa, but all of them are dated after the kiss. So she clearly got mad and started (laughs) trolling him. Um, But there's some just like extremely heinous shit. Yeah, and um, this this is an account that you may have seen if you are, you know, in our circles, because I was familiar with it prior to this. It's uh, at Stella G42086948. No relation. <laughs> I was worried that someone would think it was you, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> I was too. Definitively, it is not. <laughs> Still unclear if 
Al and Mike Franken are related, though. Maybe the same person. Um, Yeah, this individual loves to use um, A-A-V-E. She loves to say sister. And um, who gives a shit about his service status? He ain't no Iowan. We all know it. Um, To Mike Franken on June 16th, this person said, look at me. I have a little penis. (laughs) (laughs) That that was in reply to him um, challenging Chuck Grassley to like a shooting contest. (laughs) I remember that one. That's so stupid. I saw that when it was posted. I remember (laughs) that Stella G tweet. (laughs) And she posted a picture of her Franken for U.S. Senate sign in the trash in May at the local dump where it belongs. (laughs) Um, In May, when she tweeted, it's a God-given right, we should have someone we love as a partner in life. That's an odd tweet. Okay. And she said, don't you have a side piece? That's an interesting accusation. Yeah. Unbalanced, her resume reads like the greatest pits of political losers. So that's for the new campaign manager. (laughs) That's such projection, too. Yeah. (laughs) When I first Googled um, the name of the woman that Franken assaulted, the first result was her um, introducing... uh, uh, Shit, who was the Maryland guy who ran for president in 2016? As a Democrat. Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. She she was introducing Martin O'Malley at a campaign event in Iowa. (laughs) She knows how to pick them. That went really well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you show up here, Justin. Um, I remember this one, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So in the Ope thread, (laughs) yeah, she talks shit about Amber Gustin. because she's fucking ableist as hell. And then I Indira actually just... blocked that account because of that reply. Yeah, I think Amber she went was off on her of, too. Uh, yeah, she yeah. was making fun of Amber's like mental health stuff in that thread where she got mad at me. Which is fucked up. Like clearly yeah. this woman is like ex- like has extremely negative views of disabled people and also based on her treatment of Indira and her use of AAVE that she is clearly racist as fuck. Um, she is a Jalen hater. It's, it's fucked up. Um, Indira tweeted that, um, someone was given a panhandling ticket and she was raising money to help the person pay it, which was Mm -hmm. very cool. Um, and this person tweeted, this seems pretty suspect. You're probably pocketing it to pay your lawyer, which is extremely fucked up. The lawyer, because Indira is being like, uh, charged with some bullshit about protesting she's right? being sued yeah. by yep. two police officers sued, that's right yeah 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 sick as fuck very Disgusting. stupid yeah. very yeah. stupid um and then indira tweeted about how about the importance of student debt debt relief and she tweeted now attend a neighborhood meeting lazy ass um which is again fucked up it's ableist um and indira goes to fuck loads of community meetings because i have seen her there um and I assume that this person is talking about neighborhood associations, which is uh, ACAB includes neighborhood associations. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This person tweets a lot at Ale, who we hope to have on here. And we absolutely love them. Oh, we should probably do that soon, huh? Yeah. We should do that soon. Yes. (laughs) Apologies to Alejandro. We love you. Um, So constantly trolling, trolling Kimberly Graham a lot, calling her a clown. 
Um, and then just lots and lots and lots of tweets at Mike Franken. Um, and they all start after the date of the kiss. Sucking your own dick. You haven't processed it. Like anyone can choose them out. I don't even know what. Do you? And then she tweeted in June. Do you think Abby for Iowa knows she's going to lose to a carpetbagger and walking me to Franken for Iowa yet? Oh, wow. Which, <laughs> we like which that would really one. Make- <laughs> Our two favorite yeah. candidates. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, great. Um, you know, it's a staple of the fair, hepatitis B. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I think it's, I think it's because it's. I think she's yeah, just saying, I, I think it's more, yeah, more people who go to the fair, dirty shit. Pretty much in line okay. with all the stuff that you've Classist. already talked about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like just like bullshit. It's like not funny. It's just like fucked up. Just like making it all the counts so you can yell at everyone who's to the left of you and you can be racist without being called out by name. And like, I don't know, but it doesn't change that she's telling the truth about what happened to her. And there's no reason to not believe her. It doesn't change the fact that she's a victim and then is also a perpetrator of bullying. And, you know, it's just like people are complicated and we have to um like defend victims even when they are imperfect and honestly especially when they're imperfect and i also think it's like kind of interesting and i hope it makes this person think that the people who are really stepping up to bat to, for her are like jalen who has every reason to not do so <laughs> because he, yeah. she has been racist as fuck to him and cruel and he has never done anything to her except defend the vulnerable people in his community it's gross but the people standing up for you are the exact people that you made a troll account to go and tell to fuck themselves um but jalen is standing up for her anyway because it's the right thing and i really hope that she thinks about that and changes her behavior in the future does our invitation to have her on still stand (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i also think it's funny because she knew who i was and i did not know who she was um she is clearly like deeply online and so am i so it's odd um but she clearly knew exactly who i was when i was reaching out to her um i really do believe that people should be allowed to tell their own stories so i wanted to give her the chance to um i understand why not um but she did know who i was and um clearly dislike me um but she was really nice to me when we were talking i just know that she would dislike me from our politics and everything i'm seeing here and also i did photoshop her father into a hogwarts hat <laughs> when he endorsed laura roan and um she pointed that out and um i apologized and took it down but i'm not sorry it was funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, that, that is really funny now because that was before you knew that she had the Stella G account. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, um, no hard feelings. We have a goofy name, but you like said he had a Hogwarts ass name and <laughs> said Francis Boggus Irish American wizard or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I should not have deleted it. I was right. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't ask you to delete it. I think like no. the the that would have been extremely hypocritical of her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I think people are complicated, and I think she is both a perpetrator and a victim. 
And that doesn't make it any less professional what Mike Franken did. And it doesn't make it any more wrong to defend what he did. I think you want to switch the words more and less in what Natalie just said. But yeah, you got it. You, get it. you know what she means. <laughs> get it. I'm talking about toilet paper, toilet paper USA now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've said what needs to be said about that. Like, uh, I mean, Kim is clearly telling the truth about what happened to her and Franken was going to lose anyway. So really, you don't need to debase yourself and just say how much you don't care what women say about what happens to them. Like, to what end? What do you hope to gain from this? Like, she's clearly telling the truth. Stop being an idiot. Truly. I think Abby should jump back in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the contrast between her and Grassley is just too too much to ignore. I mean, like, and this is also one of those times where, like, Kimberly Boggess might not see your tweets, but your friends who have been kissed by their bosses will. Like, that's Mm -hmm. honestly true. Like, you're gonna, if you are, like, tweeting, like, that you don't believe her um, and that she is, like, a money-grabbing whore or or whatever bullshit I see all these freaks on the internet say, like, you know, your, like, your women friends know not to talk to you. Like, you are known as an unsafe person. You don't want to be that. Don't become that. You want to be a person people feel like you can go. they can go to you. I don't know. Just stop being gross. And take the fucking Ukraine flag out of your Abby freaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> All right. So Toilet Paper USA. Evan brought it up. Uh, obviously, we, we dislike Turning Point USA quite a bit. We've talked about their... Uh, their campaign to sort of uh, establish themselves on college campuses all across the country and high school campuses, as happened in Johnston earlier this year. We covered the uh, podcast of a high school child who was trying to establish. <laughs> we did. Establish I don't know if we ever. Chapter. They he won. Uh, they did approve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we ever mentioned that or not, but yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, he he got what he wanted. That little shithead. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so in recent uh, TPUSA in Iowa news, uh, Benny Johnson, who is a disgraced journalist who was fired from BuzzFeed for plagiarism uh, and now is some kind of m- meme curator <laughs> for TPUSA or something. <laughs> That's so um, stupid. I never heard I of don't know. That's like every conservative oh, really? group does that. You gotta have the director of meme warfare or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause the lips can't meme or whatever. That's that's his thing a hundred percent. He just did an event at the University of Iowa last week called Meme Wars. <laughs> or or the Meme War or something like that. Uh, I actually found out he is from Cedar Rapids. So, Benny, if you're listening, you are welcome to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, on the panel with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he did this thing where he was, as far as I can tell, just showing a bunch of memes on a projector to a small room of <laughs> the worst college students. <laughs> and... And somebody, there's a short video, which is still Benny's pinned tweet right now. Uh, Somebody stood up, kicked the projector over, and stormed out of the room and yelled, "This this shit's racist, fuck you, or something like that. And obviously he is milking this for all it's worth. 
I was concerned about, you know, this this person who kicked the projector over because there's also a video of him being arrested later that night. So I found his contact info. I reached out to him and this is what I got back from him. This is part of what he said. I'm not sure how much of the student body knows what actually happened, but if the information they are getting is from conservatives on Twitter, they are spreading false information about what happened that night. Uh, The best way to help is to shut down any misinformation about what happened. What they're saying is that I walked into the event and destroyed the projector and then left. So this this guy's main concern is that uh, he's being lied about and he, he just wants, you know, the full context to be out there. So I figured we could... Uh, say a little bit about what happened on the show and do, you know, do our part there to help him out. Because I found out he is also from Cedar Rapids and went to our high school. So <laughs> there's no one we owe more to right. than graduates of Washington yeah, High School. Go Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what real solidarity is about. <laughs> yeah, people who went to our high school. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what was your joke about? Um... He got charged with like a fifth degree misdemeanor and you were, what was your joke? Like when it's a fifth degree, it's, it's when you go to a funeral and don't cry. <laughs> That's what fifth is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I murdered. <laughs> criminal mischief. <laughs> yeah. So he gave me contact info for some other people who were there who could uh, give me a little bit more of their like eyewitness testimony. So here's a little bit from this first person. Uh, before Travell, Travell is the guy who kicked the projector. Before Travell went up and kicked the projector, at the very beginning of the event, he had respectfully asked Beneful a question about people deserving a living wage. Now, this person keeps calling Benny Beneful. This was, I, I think it's a joke I'm not aware of. Uh, Beneful appears to be a brand of dog food. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there's some kind of uh, Wikipedia vandalism campaign to claim that Benny Johnson's full name is Beneful, which I support 100%. I just didn't get the joke when, when it was in this email. So Travell asked Benny about uh, people deserving a living wage. Uh, Benny refused to answer the question and shut down any attempt at discussion. For the next while, Benny played several memes negatively and stereotypically depicting Latino people. At one point, Travell stated to the people nearby that if he plays any more racist shit, I'm going to go kick that projector. He was warned. He was warned. Yeah. I'll spare in the meme wars. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, before Travell even said that, apparently there were uh, TPUSA college student members uh pointing their phone cameras at travel and the other uh people who i was uh, talking to here so they were like prepared for provoking some kind of uh reaction like this i wonder if they targeted them maybe because of skin color or something like that <laughs> yeah. i wonder yeah. you know seems like that might yeah. have something to do with it yeah yeah i don't think i mentioned it but if you've seen the video it is a black guy who kicks the projector which is part of the whole shit that Benny's stirring up is like, look yeah. at this this He's scary leftist who's attacking exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. 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 Look at this soy boy leftist who I'm also extremely afraid of and would never confront <laughs> in reality when only on the internet. <laughs> I mean, he had the opportunity to confront I know, him right there, right. didn't he? I know, he definitely <laughs> did. 
Yeah, he does the the fash thing of like, this is a weak little bitch who's also like a super monster who's attacking me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, and the second person gave me a little bit more context. Um, they approached Benny prior to the beginning of the event to take pictures with him as like a joke for later. Uh. Benny made it pretty clear in our initial interaction and at the beginning of his speech that he immediately recognized why we were there, to make fun of him. In other words, he could tell simply based on appearances that we held opposing moral and political beliefs. Why is that? Part of that appearance, I believe, is skin color, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, throughout the beginning of his speech, our group repeatedly mocked him from the back of the room, but Hell our yes. jovial attitude uh, soon turned to uneasiness as Benny began talking about the recent migrant situation in Martha's Vineyard. The memes he showed us repeatedly featured mariachi music and curly black mustaches. You can see this in the, the video, uh, clearly with the intent of making fun of the Mexican immigrants involved in the situation. He also lauded Rob DeSantis. Isn't that Ron DeSantis? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to call him Rob. Uh, for shipping these immigrants to Martha's Vineyard solely to prove a point about his political opponents. And then we get to, like, right before the projector is kicked, and he shows a meme of, like, a bus approaching Kamala Harris or some shit. Uh, and I just liked this sentence. Benny stood behind his podium and laughed to himself quietly, as he had for all the other memes. <laughs> what a loser. What an exciting event. <laughs> <laughs> You're really going to like this next one. Two <laughs> <laughs> racist memes for a small group of loser college oh my students. God. <laughs> Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I don't even like admitting I know what a meme is in public on a recording. Yeah, I hate this. I hate saying the word meme. Right, it's just a bit debases everyone to do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the projector is kicked. Benny seemed to lose his composure and began speaking angrily, arguing with my girlfriend about the validity of Travell's reaction and claiming that his actions represented the hypocrisy and tyranny of all people with left-leaning <laughs> beliefs in America. <laughs> uh, he also specifically addressed us, as he said this, believing us to be liberals when we are, in fact, not. <laughs> <laughs> If if all leftists, you know, wanted to shut down, you know, conservative meme lords speaking truth to power, why would Justin and I have laughed at the Mike Pence rally when they showed a video of Joe Biden falling down the stairs? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I, I should say I wanted to attend this meme war thing, but I had to go to a funeral. So, unfortunately, I myself did not witness these events. Oh, I wish you had. Wow, yeah, priorities. from our, <laughs> our second uh, eyewitness <laughs> here. Uh, Benny Johnson has lied on social media that the projector was smashed to pieces in order to make it appear <laughs> as if Travell caused more damage than he really did. The only real damage to the projector was that one of the small rubber legs fell off. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the fifth degree criminal mischief comes in yeah uh, no other visible or functional problems were found and then this is the last bit which i think uh kind of frames the whole thing uh benny absolutely wanted something like this to happen 
so he could frame it through his the left can't meme lens for his conservative audience. He was provoking us throughout the event, directly addressing us from the podium to the rest of the audience repeatedly as he profiled and patronized us. His massive platform has allowed him to manipulate the facts and spread them far faster than we could have ever gotten the truth out. I think it's cool what he did. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I think he should have broken it. He a projector. Yeah, who the fuck yeah. cares? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Wussy losers. <laughs> Babies. Yeah. Sometimes in a war, things get kicked. <laughs> when I first saw the video, I was like, man, he has to be so happy that something interesting yeah. happened at this stupid <laughs> speech. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's it's never acknowledging the violence that this kind of rhetoric stokes. Like it's always like kicking a projector is violence, but like stoking a mm. genocidal sentiments against Latino people is not. Like fuck you, that's right. way yeah, more right. violent. <laughs> That's yeah. that's how you know they're not liberals because a liberal would be like, well, I disagree, but he has the right to put the mariachi <laughs> band memes up on the projector. <laughs> no, I mean, I think and it harass be a, us in his audience. Even if they weren't racist, I think meme slideshows should be a crime. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a this is like an institution of higher learning. <laughs> yeah, why are you? Why is this being booked? <laughs> so was it through the Department of Meme Studies? Like, what is this? Because they're also fucking scared of these guys. They're like scared of the big stupid stink they'll make if they can't do their little meme slideshows mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's free speech implications yeah <laughs> this is shockingly similar to that mike pence event that Stella and i went to which was like at least 60 to 70 percent about campus culture <laughs> and how like yeah. free speech is under attack yeah <laughs> i do not care about free speech People should have more consequences for their words. I think let's let's free speech. We're too the, the speech is flowing too freely in America. People are just people are just saying whatever. I don't support it. That's that's a double edged sword. You gotta be, you gotta be careful on that one. As a you know podcaster. I think I think the issue is that it's a bit of a, a single edge sword right now and we need to right. sharpen the other yeah, edge of the sword. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this guy Travel did not hurt a single like living creature in his response <laughs> to a series of <laughs> stupid racist memes. He said he was going to kick the projector if you showed another racist meme and then you did and then he kicked the projector. <laughs> That's like your reward. I don't know. It it's sounds fail. like Castle Doctrine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, all you have to do is say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I figured, you know, we could we could at least, like, spread some word of, of the larger context of that event and try to help a little bit, since that is his main concern, is that, you know, the narrative has been controlled by Beneful Johnson. <laughs> yeah, what high school did uh, dog food guy yeah. go to? <laughs> I have not found that information, so he may not be uh, one of us. Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> wait. Hmm. I don't know. Sounds like a Kennedy or a... Myanmar. 
Xavier. Xavier. Uh, yeah, Xavier I was, was going to say, I was actually going to say Xavier first, but I don't know if it existed back then. It was like little. <laughs> he's only three years older than us. He okay, was born yeah, in 87. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Xavier probably. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Losers. If you listen to this show and you went to high school with Benny Johnson, please get in touch with yeah. us and tell us <laughs> stories of what he was like then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think we've covered the news. <laughs> I would like to ask our listeners, uh, voting ends in Little Village's Best of the Krandic Awards on September 30th. So y- time is running out. It would be great if you went to that uh, Best of the Krandic page, voted for Rock Hard Caucus for Best Local Podcast, because, I mean, obviously, who who else would you consider? To be the best local podcast, it's got to be Clean Water. Right? No, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's not true. You should listen to that one. <laughs> There's got to be a lot of other worse podcasts. In Iowa. I mean, I know for a fact that there are actually. Yeah. In fact, I think one of our former teachers is on a really awful podcast, which really vindicates me because he really didn't like me because I didn't do his dumb college level thesis for a uh, high school English class. <laughs> uh, he didn't like me either. And that thesis killed me. It I know. Was- the worst experience of my life. It was awful. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think the only thing that I wanted to plug is if you are in a band or you make any kind of music at all, I would like to put it at the end of a future episode of this podcast. So please send us your music. Thanks. Yeah. And you got to end this one with uh, Plies ran off onto plug twice because um, I've just been thinking... I've been vibing at the Ritz Carlton like <laughs> the entire. I'm sure no one else knows that song except for me. But when I heard me that and the, the Benny Hill song, whenever you say Benny Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> Yakety Sax, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you do a mashup? Yeah, like, I think I'll do both. I think it's yeah. Megan for a mashup. <laughs> oh no, the way Benny spells his daughter's name. Oh, oh no, yeah. is it a? Is it like? beneficious or like (laughs) (laughs) we uh so um little little nugget at the very end benny johnson does have a website and it's bad so it's bennyjohnson.com in the upper left hand corner there's a cartoon of his face as you scroll down there's um an image of him wrapped in the american flag naturally He says, despite his sizable online presence, Benny also loves engaging in in person. (laughs) (laughs) He has a fondness for expressive clothing and has become an onstage fixture at Turning Point's youth outreaches, often participating in larger-than-life sketches to the delight of younger audiences. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) There has to be a scandal brewing with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Flag. Though gifted with a large personality, Benny is a man of simple tastes. He prefers to spend his free time with his wife, Kate, and his daughter, Eloise. Eloise is spelled like I've never seen it before. Um, he enjoys sitting down with a glass of whiskey and a pipe, preferably after a meal featuring as much meat as he can fit on the grill. 
Benny. I'm worried about your colon health, man. I'm not. Oh, Don't no. worry about it. <laughs> Eat all that There's meat. There's a store can. on the website. Never oh, ever think no. about your personal health, Benny. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The merch. The merch, you guys. <laughs> He's got this shirt that says, The Left Can't Meme. $30. Cry more sh- with the little doodle of his face. Baby lives matter. 1776 oh, with a picture of an automatic rifle. Very original. Uh, All this so original. Yeah. Definitely hasn't been done 400 times. You can get half that shit in Walmart. Yeah. Why oh do I God. care if the left can meme or not? I don't find that to be valid. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm losing the meme wars. I, I've never made a meme. I don't want to make a meme. That's a stupid yeah. pastime. <laughs> well, we oh know that gosh. all of the engagement that TPUSA gets on social media is all just organic, and it's all because it's such mm-hmm. high quality content. <laughs> it's not yeah. not at all having like billions just injected into it by eight yeah. eighty seven year old <laughs> billionaire freaks. <laughs> final little image i'd like to leave you guys with so so when you're on the benny johnson website in the shop section there's a collection called the thug life and benny is personally modeling some t-shirts um in one photo he has a cigar that he's smoking um one is ron de savage which has a feature of like a (laughs) like a beefed up desantis the Dawn with Donald Trump. And then another shirt that says Supreme with a picture of Clarence Thomas. Whoa. And sunglasses. The Supreme Clarence Thomas collaboration. I didn't know that was <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah, it's like the oh it's like God. the biggie fonts and stuff. And then uh, the Godfather and ugh, so this stupid. guy is odious. I wish he, I wanna kick him. <laughs> He's yeah. lucky just his projector got kicked. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can break one of his rubber legs. I'm divided in the wrist cards. Got to stick all the wrist cards. Counting the meal, ride the wrist cards. Water for me, baby, pull up at the wrist cards. Everything gon' be brand new. Call on the back like all your friends do. so many fucking technical difficulties my headset died and so now i need my input to come from the speakers but i need to plug in my headphones we can hear you right now yeah yeah you can hear me great but i'm recording all of us your recording is gonna be a fucking Uh, mess but oh well (laughs) (laughs) my recording no i just go my recording is a fucking mess okay (laughs) 